Good day, family of God. We are continuing again on our session, uh, The Accurate Response in a Time of Change. And I believe uh, this is a very resonant time. And uh, as things begin to change and evolve, uh, we want to be a people who continue to respond appropriately, uh, both from an internal dynamic and also based on the external actions we take. Um, one of the things uh, we are experiencing is that the restrictions are beginning to loosen worldwide. Uh, most of uh, Europe and America and also even in Nigeria, uh, we see the authorities are beginning to loosen uh, the restrictions. Uh, what can we say about that? Uh, we can be sure that things will never revert back to normal. It doesn't spell a return to the old normal. <clears throat> uh, but we have been able to reset, refresh our relationships and priorities, and we're in this, that period where reality is beginning to adjust itself, and we're beginning to appreciate even more as we go through the season, the love, the wisdom, and the faithfulness of our unchanging God. God always bets his purpose in the midst of crisis. And how we respond determines whether we'll be part of that redemptive remnant he will use to reveal his many-sided wisdom. So I want to start the session by looking at Romans chapter 12, verse 1 to 2, and it goes... Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good and pleasing and perfect will. I like, I like the beginning of this scripture. It, should, it says, therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing towards God. And that this is our reasonable, this is our proper worship. And so we begin to appreciate that we are recipients of God's mercies, and privileges, and we should respond with a new sense of responsibility to our king. As a living sacrifice means we are dead to self-will, but alive, pulsating with the love of God and his purposes for this hour. In a season of transition, we must be ready to let go of the comfort of the old and trust God in the middle of uncomfortable changes taking place in order to lay hold of his unfolding plans. His thoughts towards us are thoughts of good and an expected end. So whatever pain you are feeling at this point in time, please regard as bedpans for a better future, being midwifed personally by God himself. Every time God is about to do something new, we must regard the exploits, experiences, and achievements of the past, not 
as the harvest, but as seed for the new planting of God's purposes. Navigating through seasons means we are continually emptying ourselves by converting the harvest of the previous season into the seed for the new season. So the, the scripture continues, it says, do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. This is time to look at every area of our lives with new eyes. We don't want the stale habits, routines, and traditions of the old normal to shape our relationships and pursuits going into the new season. Even seemingly good routines, even seemingly good routines may distract from the new emphasis and changes God is trying to bring into our lives at this moment. This is a time to renew our minds by engaging God and his word. We cannot afford to rely on our past experiences to engage the unfolding new normal. We must be guided by the Holy Spirit for accurate sight. Each time we engage the issues of life with a renewed mind, we discover opportunity where there was crisis and peace in the midst of uncertainty. The scripture continues and says, then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good and pleasing and perfect will. Renewing our minds enables us to discover God's present preferences. It enables us to discover God's perfect will. As our minds are renewed, we zero in on what God is requiring, the requirements of God for the hour. God's will, most of the time, may not even line up with our expectations, but it always brings out the best in us eventually. At the macro level, we can discern the, the, the patterns, the templates that are unfolding in the present trend of the times. So I want to look at COVID-19 as a modern-day proverb. Scientists are not sure of the actual source of the outbreak of the novel coronavirus. Speculations are it was released from a laboratory or a wet market in Wuhan, China. There is general agreement, though, that as with other coronavirus infections, it originated from human contact with wild animals and bats. Continuous growth in human activity across the world is drawing man closer and closer to wildlife with potential for triggering more viral epidemics. At the same time, we see increased borderless interactions online, exposing believers to all sorts of strange philosophies and dangerous beliefs. For this, we must guard our hearts with all diligence. Unlike the previous coronavirus, like the SARS virus, COVID-19 has remained difficult to unravel as it combines the characteristics of the SARS virus, Ebola virus, and HIV AIDS to deliver a highly potent punch. For the church to grow in potency in this season, there needs to be increased cross-fertilization of the office gifts of the apostle, prophet, pastor, evangelist, and teacher for the equipping of the saints for the ministry. 
believers should not be imparted solely by the grace upon the pastor in charge, but the fivefold ministries must deliberately work as one to build up the saints to mature stature in Christ. The believer must also be afforded the heritage of all the moves of God in the journey towards Christ-likeness and sonship. The different levels of truth from each move of God are crucial for making the believer, the believer whole and, bal- and balanced. COVID-19 is highly virulent and easily transmitted to persons across communities and geographies. The emphasis of the spirit in the midst of the restrictions is to pull down the walls of denomination. Take church from the building to the homes of believers and create a move of the spirit across family altars. God is also bringing down the divisions between the kingly and the priestly functions and blurring the separation between secular and church fairs. The church is more significant to God's plans than the entire world. It must step into a place of expanded relevance in people's lives to fulfill its mandate. The remnant kingdom communities must give God's words and purpose powerful expression in all spheres of life in these times. COVID-19 is transmitted through breathing or tiny drop droplets from a carrier. Once transmitted, it attacks the lungs or respiratory system and begins to shut down the victim's ability to breathe. Just like God breathed upon man at the beginning and the Holy Spirit breathed upon the church at inception at Pentecost, God wants to breathe new life into his church in these times. His breath is releasing new shapes and architecture for the mature expression of borderless kingdom communities. There is evidence that the virus has mutated into new, into new resistance strains that attack other vital human organs like the heart and the kidneys. The church must not conform to the times. Rather, it must mutate to break down the resistance of culture and have transformational impact on the lives of, on the lives of people as the expression of God's many-sided wisdom. In the midst of transition, God is calling his remnant into deeper heart focus and away from externals based on the following emphasis. God wants us to elevate character as more important than gift. Expressing the gifts of God without love and godly character is like building on shifting sand. Relationship is more important than organization. God wants us to be one true heart connection than true a matter of duty. People are more important than buildings. In a season of physical distancing, this has become even more apparent. The church of God's people, the church is God's people, not the building, and they need to be built up on the whole truth of God's word. God's ways are more important than his acts. God's ways show the path to becoming like him. 
His acts reveal his love to us. Glory is more important than anointing. God's glory in our lives show we are working in his approval and we are working in partnership with him. His anointing shows we have been equipped to serve his purposes. Motivation is more important than actions. Two believers may do a good deed, one out of love, the other out of ambition. God values the right heart posture more than the outward action. Accuracy is more important than speed. Doing the right thing at the right time is better than haste outside of God's will. This is especially key in this season of stillness. This is so key in this season of stillness. God is slowing things down so that we can recalibrate, so that we can realign to his will. Let us wait on him. Let us not run ahead of him. Let us move in tandem with him in this season. Balance is more important than passion. Both are good, but passion may burn out. Balance keeps us on a stable momentum to our destination. Maturity is more important than prosperity. Maturity means we are rich in God. Prosperity means we are rich in his blessings. Finally, of course, finishing is more important than starting. It is important we align our hearts to this divine emphasis. If our light is to shine forth in the midst of the gross darkness of these times, the accurate inner core of a mature remnant are the the elevated positions through which the knowledge of God's glory will cover the earth. We want the inner core of our hearts to display these mature values so that the knowledge of God's glory will travel forth. This is our mandate as a remnant. We want to look at Micah 4, verse 1 to 4. Uh, and it's, it's, it's interestingly, Isaiah 2 is almost a replication of these verses of Scripture. But I find Micah to be more apt for this message due to some very minor differences. I, I, I recommend we all study both uh, Micah 4 and also Isaiah 2 to see if we can identify the very minor differences in these words of, of Scripture. In the last days, the mountain of the Lord's temple will be established as the highest of the mountains. It will be exalted above the hills and peoples will stream to it. Many nations will come and say, come, let us go to go up to the mountain of the Lord, to the temple of the God of Jacob. He will teach us his ways so that we, will, so that we may walk in his paths. The law will go out from Zion, the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. He will judge between many peoples and we settle disputes for strong nations far and wide. They will beat their swords into plowshares and their spears into pruning hooks. Nation will not take up sword against nation, nor will they train for war anymore. Everyone will sit under their own vine and under their own fig tree, and no one will make them 
afraid, for the Lord Almighty has spoken. So I want to take a closer look at these verses of Scripture because it, re- it represents uh, where we are headed to as God's remnant. We want to be able to uh, look at these verses of Scripture and begin to glean the significance, the, uh, the relevance of our accurate response in these times because it's supposed to bring us to that place of elevation. It's supposed to bring us to Zion's, Zion positions. Obedience in this season will bring us as God's remnants to elevated Zion positions. Zion is the place God rules as king. God has found in us a remnant through whom his wisdom, power, and glory can be displayed to the nations. Nations will flow and gravitate towards Zion because as the darkness increases, Humanity comes to the realization that human wisdom and understanding are inadequate to deal with the complexities and unpredictability of life. Many nations will come and say, come, let us go up to the mountain of the Lord, to the temple of the God of Jacob. He will teach us his ways so that we may walk in his paths. Like Jacob, We have come to the end of ourselves and lost all confidence in our craftiness and strength. Now we realize nothing will suffice apart from the light and life of God in Christ. Like Jacob, we wrestle to become reformed on the inside. We die to our willful nature, preferring to walk even with a limp so long as we match in tandem with him Unto the finish, the law will go out from Zion, the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. He will judge between many, many peoples and will settle disputes for strong nations far and wide. The Zion remnant are empowered to reshape life and establish the divine order. The grip of the powers of darkness are loosened over the nations. As God's word goes forth through powerful prophetic decrees and prayers to dismantle ancient strongholds of conflict between races, nations, and ethnics, of the increase of God's government, there shall be no end in the new normal. They will beat their swords into plowshares and their spears into pruning hooks. Nation will take up will not take up sword against nation nor will they train for war anymore the church at zion elevations triggers revival and reformation like never witnessed sons rise up as agents of change the move of the spirit ushers in a new age of innovation and productivity that provides solutions to the world's big problems everyone will sit under their own vine and under their own fig tree and no one will make them afraid for the Lord Almighty has spoken. These are very interesting scriptures in this time. We want to lay hold of the resource, the the, the, the prophetic import of these decrees upon our lives, the significance of of this rich deposit 
of God into our new normal. What this means is that working with God brings us to accurate identity and our proper place in the scheme of life. Our productivity, sufficiency, and fulfillment is, as, is enhanced as a result of us working with God. There is a sense that that lack of rootedness and lack of meaning to life is being replaced by dominion life and the assurance that we are no longer defined by who we are, by our race, by our ethnicity or status, but by who we are in God. Zion signature initiatives will begin to emerge at the spiritual nerve centers of Africa on the mountains of education, technology, health, agriculture, and government. Sons will emerge from all spheres of life to build a kingdom civilization that will roll away the reproach of Africa. Nigeria shall come bearing gifts to the king at Zion. Yes, a remnant in Nigeria will offer tribute to the king on behalf of the nations of the earth. Lord, we bless you. We give you praise. We thank you, O God. We lay hold. We lay hold of this prophetic reality. We speak into the situation. We speak into the African continent. We speak into the African condition. We speak into the church. We speak into the lives of the remnant believer in this season. We speak and we activate this capacity, this Zion capacity, this strong inner call to work with the values of the kingdom, to become a reference point to the nations of the earth, to be able to provide counsel, to provide solutions, to provide answers to the nations of the earth, to the, to the problems of the world. Father, we thank you, O God, for releasing a move of your spirit from the Zion Heights to begin to cause a move, a move, a movement, a movement, a revival, a reformation that is adjusting the order of life to be aligned to the way you have made things to be. Father, we bless you. We give you praise. We thank you for greater definition. We thank you for believers coming to a place of definition, discovering who they are in you, discovering their true identity as sons, walking in the power of that which you have released, released in this time, walking, O God, with the assurance that their God has established them for dominion life, for reproductive, fruitful existence. Father, we bless you. We worship you, O God. We exalt you. Lord, we exalt you. Lord, we glorify you. Lord, we declare there is none like you. Lord, we just bless your holy name. We celebrate you. We worship you. We adore you. We magnify you. We bless you. In the mighty name of our Lord Jesus Christ, we just bless you, O God. We bless you. We speak to the spiritual nerve centers across Africa, across the imagination, across the nations of the earth. We 
we activate the, we activate, oh God, we activate this template, this template of the mountain of the Lord's house being established above all hills in these times when men, when nations, when experts, when leaders are coming to the end of their strength and understanding. Father, oh God, we ask that there be a lifting up, there be a lifting up, that there be a lifting up, that there be a lifting up of your, of your pillars, of your pillars, that there be a lifting up of your servants, that there be a lifting up of your sons to become the light in the midst of the gross darkness. Father, we worship you. We bless you. We call these things forward. We call forth the frame of the new, new normal. We call forth the dimensions of Zion. We call forth the operations of a remnant company. We call them forth. 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 We call them forth to the glory and honor of your name. We call them forth. Father, we bless you. We thank you. We thank you. We thank you. Thank you, O God, for the brooding of your spirits over us in these times. Thank you, O God. Because adjustments are taking place on the inside. The frequency of your throne is being revealed to us. We have gone through these teachings and we've looked at the accurate response for this season. And we are seeing, oh God, that you are to be lifted high. We are to reorder our relationship with you, to see you as king. That if we enthrone you as king in our personal altars, in our family altars, in the corporate altars of the church, that you will cleanse us, equip us, and empower us as your remnant in this season. Father, we bless and glorify you. We thank you, O God, because we can see the dimensions of service where we are not to be the reference point. We are not to compete with the hearts of men with you. You want to be lifted high. Your word says regarding our Lord and Master Jesus that if I be lifted high, you are withdraw men near to me. That is the that is the process we are being initiated to. That we, like the seraphim, are not working, are not serving you based on, on, on reputation, based on ambition, but rather we are lifting up the Lord. We are not joining in our strength, but we are walking we are we are traveling under the wings of your grace father we bless and magnify you we celebrate you oh god father we do not want to become desensitized to your reality father there is so much noise in the atmosphere on online offline there's so much seeking for attention 
And therefore, O oh God, we ask, even as the restrictions are loosened, that we continue to nurture the reset, the casting of our gaze upon you. That as we go back to work, that we are able to lay hold of you, not just in our prayer closet, but in the brief moments we have between work, we are able to engage you. We are able to fellowship with you every moment of the day. Every moment of the day. Father, we bless you, O God. We celebrate you. We worship you. We thank you. We bless you. We celebrate you, O God. We thank you, O God. We worship you. We ask, O God, that you continue to prune our hearts. Continue to prune our hearts. Let our hearts bear fruit. Let our hearts bear fruit in this season. Father, O God, we, we look at our hearts. We do an audit and we say, O God, the issues of the familiar path, the issues, O God, of the rocky ground, the issues of the thorny, the thorny ground, the issues, those, these three conditions, Father, O oh God, we know in one way or the other we have become familiar with your word. Father, again, we ask, O oh God, that you take away our hearts of stone. Grant us a heart of flesh. Grant us a heart that is malleable and teachable. Grant us a heart that is pulsating towards you. Father, we know that traditions, our unyielding personalities, need to be melted needs to become yielded to your emphasis in this season. Father, we present our hearts again as a, as a vibrant altar for your word to land upon. We ask for transformation. We ask for reconfiguration. We ask for redefinition. We ask, O oh God, that your word should bear fruit 30-fold, 60-fold, 100-fold in our life in this season. Father, we bless and magnify you. The cares, the cares, the worries of life, Father, oh God, you know better what our concerns are. You know better, especially in this season of uncertainty, where the pain is. Father, we ask for your peace, for your peace, the peace, the peace that comes with walking in your life, the peace that comes with your proceeding word to be our portion in this season. The peace, the deliverance, the healing, the elevation that comes, the buoyancy that comes with your word, let that be our portion in this season. Father, we bless and glorify you. We celebrate you. We lift you high. We lift you high. We lift you high. We bless you. We bless you. We honor you. The new designs, the new architecture, the new shapes and forms that you're releasing by your spirit in this season to your church. Father, we receive. We receive. We receive. We receive. We step into the new normal. We step into the new normal, not coming with the achievements, not coming with the accomplishment and the experience of the past as our harvest. Rather, we empty ourselves. 
We come like new children. Every time you set up a new season, we engage again as new children. We engage again as your children. We empty ourselves that we may receive the abundance and the fullness of that which you have purposed in this new normal. Father, we thank you. We bless you. We glorify you. We thank you. Let this be a season of renewal. Let this be a season of renewal. Let this be a season where our inner cause are being strengthened, are being strengthened, are being established and enlarged. Father, we thank you, O God. We thank you for character. We thank you for balance. We thank you, O God, for momentum. We thank you, O God. We thank you for accuracy. We bless you. We bless you. We bless you. We bless you. We worship you. We glorify you, O God. We thank you for partnership. Thank you for partnership. Thank you, O God, for partnership. Thank you, O God, for your glory. Thank you for your approval. Thank you for your endorsement. Thank you, O God. Thank you, O God. Thank you. Thank you for elevated positions. Thank you for Zion positions. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, O God, for new visibility. New visibility for your remnants. New visibility for your remnants. Thank you for new visibility. Thank you, O God, for new authority, empowerment. Thank you, O God, for a move of your spirit unmatched. Unmatched, Father, we thank you for revival. We thank you for information. We thank you, O God, for a new season of fruitfulness, of productivity, of sufficiency, of fulfillment. Father, we bless you. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for creative energy being released. Creative energy being released across your kingdom. Across your kingdom. Across kingdom communities. Thank you for creative energy. Thank you for your wisdom. Thank you for your power. Thank you, O God. Displayed, displayed across the nations of the earth. Father, we bless you. We thank you. We worship you. We bless you. We thank you. We honor you. We honor, we, wor- we worship you, Lord. We worship you, Lord. We worship you, Lord. We worship you, Lord. In the mighty name of our Lord Jesus Christ, we have prayed.